Hello and welcome to another episode of 10 Podcast Lane. In this episode, we look into the hidden mysterious island of High Brazil. When you see something magical once, it might be explainable. Too much drink, overtired from the sailing. Hunger can also cause hallucinations, like the old story of the man in the desert, parched, and then in the distance, beside a tree, he sees a pond. The sun reflects off the water and blinds him as it hits his eyes. He gets a second wind and finds the strength to run to the pond, laughing hysterically barely able to believe the good fortune, only to reach the tree and find nothing but sand, his brain's cruel trick. A second sighting of the same magical sight a second time becomes a little bit harder to explain, and having gone through the same steps as before, it would surely make you think no longer that you were insane, but you would still only have your word and have been at sea so long, who will take one lone person's word as gospel. So what do you do in this case? You get an entourage of trusted people and follow the same steps as twice before to show the majesty. This is exactly what TJ Westrop did in 1872. He set sail, seven years after the second sighting, 14 years after the first, with a crew of friends and family, including his mother, to travel to the west of Ireland, off the coast of Galway, to prove the existence of the mysterious, unreachable island of High Brazil. As they traversed the rough waters, they saw a thick fog on the horizon. Excitement grew in Westrop. This is exactly how the previous sightings went. They slowed down, barely moving. Suddenly, the fog started to pull back, and from beyond the murky clouds, they all witnessed a magical island, sun shining down on its rich land, and barely visible, a castle on it. This was the promised land he had read of, heard stories of from the sailors, and seen twice before. He recalled the tale he heard passed down that was the reason for his search in the first place. The tale of Captain John Nisbet in 1674. While sailing from France to Ireland, Nisbet and his crew entered a thick, otherworldly fog. Before the fog appeared, they could see ocean as far as the eye could see, but now his nose was not visible at the end of his face. They slowed the boat, and good thing too, as emerging out of the fog was a mass of rocks. They threw the anchor down in shallow water, close enough that they could safely get from the boat to the island. Nisbet and two crew members went to explore the island. What they seen was hard to believe, but according to the men, was true. A possible mass hallucination? Who knows, but what they saw were large black rabbits in fields and the healthiest cattle they'd ever seen 
in the greenest pastures. They eventually came to a castle in the middle of the island. They were greeted by what they explained as an old magician or sorcerer. He welcomed them and fed them. Through the meal though, he did not speak, did not say where they were. When they would question, they were met with a large grin, but no words. Finishing their meal, the old man ushered them out of the castle, furnishing them with bags of gold and silver. They got back to the boat and boarded, loading the food, gold and silver they were given. As they turned to bid farewell to the man, they were already unanchored and sailing away from the island, back into the thick fog. As they sailed farther, they turned to look back at the island, but again, as the fog passed, there was no island there. It should have been about 200 yards from them, but as they gazed, there was nothing there but ocean. This is the story that captured Westrop's imagination, and now, for a third time, he was seeing this island, although not able to reach it. But this time was different. He had the witnesses, and now the proof that High Brazil existed, and no longer would people think he mad and delusional. There was no alcohol consumed, no hallucinogenic taken, and enough food stored to ensure they were not imagining this from hunger. This was real. What he had seen was the mythical island of Brazil, or High Brazil as it is known. A mysterious island clouded in fog that only appears for one day every seven years. It first appeared on maps and nautical charts in 1325 as drawn by Italian cartographer Angelino Dulcert, although named Brasil, not Brazil. Following this, it appeared on many more nautical charts in 1375 and 1436 by Angelo Blanco on Catalan sea charts in 1480, in 1513, 1570, 1585. It really goes on and on with the inclusion of the island on maps. On all maps, the island has the same placing to the west of Galway Bay, Ireland, in the Atlantic. It is always a small, round island with a river flowing through it. Coincidentally enough, this seems to be the centre image of the Brazilian national flag, a blue circle with white line going through it. Probably a coincidence, but maybe not. There is an old tale of navigator Pedro Alvarez Cabral searching for this secret island in the 1500s, and when landing, initially thinking he had landed in High Brazil, realised it was not, but a different landmass, thus calling it Brazil, in an ode to the promised land he thought he landed in. That's a beautiful story, but it's generally not accepted. It's accepted that the Brazil in South America got its name from Brazil wood, native to the land, derived from Braza, meaning ember in Portuguese, due to its extreme red hue. It was spoken about so much that two expeditions left Bristol to find the island in 1480 and 1481, 
a sailor named John Cabot, writing in his memoirs on his return from an expedition in 1497 that sailors from Bristol had found the elusive island, High Brazil, on their travels. Although, apart from telling them about finding it, were tight-lipped in the details. Was this due to the same old man that John Nesbitt encountered, ordering them to silence, or perhaps a spell on them? Obviously, this is steeped in legend from tales told. But please, Google the name and look at the maps and sea charts that have it clearly drawn on it, in the same place on each map, same shape, all by different cartographers and artists, and seen or mentioned from 1325 until 1872, when it was last sighted by Roderick O'Flaherty, and speaking to the old man named Morgan O'Leary, who believed with every fibre of his body that he was on the island for two days, and from it could see the Isles of Arran and Gull of Head. Whatever its true story, there had to be something physically there, right? I mean, it's on so many maps. There had to be something there. These same maps have an almost identical island in an identical placement. Something had to be there. Other tales mention the island, but it has another name. It is referred to as Chuck Dunn, which is Gaelic for the House of Dunn, or the House of the Dark One. It's said that in the 9th century, Dunn's dying wish was that all his family would visit him when they die, before they travel to the other world. So the Gaels believed they would visit the Isle of the Dead, Chuck Dunn, after they finished in this life, to see their ancestor, and then pass into the life after. This is a different origin to the story in Labor Gapala Aaron, if you remember that. I mentioned this book in episode 1, if not, go back and refresh yourself with it. In the book, they write that Dawn is a Milesian, the ancient people whom used to occupy Ireland and famously ruled above, while the two of the Dawnan ruled the other world. In the tale, Dun angers a goddess of Ireland, Eru, who casts him off the isle. He encounters dangerous seas and dies, with his body landing on Chuck Dun, where he's forever laid to rest on the rocky island. Chuck Dun is commonly thought to be Bull Rock in the Barra Peninsula on the western coast of Ireland. It's similar to a portal dolmen like others on an island and has a tunnel that passes through it, said to be the tunnel to the underworld. Is Bullrock High Brazil, albeit smaller than it appears on the maps? This is another possibility. It's a beautiful idea that there is an island where gods reside that can only be reached under certain conditions. But for every exaggerated tale, there is a truthful beginning, albeit embellished. But it's nice for Ireland to have its own little Atlantis. So the next time you're in Galway, at the tip of the coastline, watch out for the fog and see if you're lucky enough to be there on this specific day, on the seventh year. You may be welcomed and meet the old man, or you may have just passed and be visiting the Isle of the Dead, 
brings us to the end of another episode of 10 Podcast Lane and back to the original shorter formula. For this episode, I want to thank firstly Dave Harford, awesome dude who told me about this legend, giving me the inspiration to research all about High Brazil and actually do this episode. I also want to thank Steve A from No Big Thing. He wrote that new intro that you're after hearing there, so that's going to be the new intro for every episode from here on. This episode is sponsored by Daryl Bruce Coffee, absolute legend. If it ain't Brucey, it ain't shit. And again, thank you for listening. Make sure you like, follow and share. Let's get the ball rolling and get this podcast heard. Till next time, aim for the bushes.